What's up to all my listeners out there? My name is Lindsay, and thank you so much for checking out the And One Podcast. There's been a lot of different news going on since the last time I talked to you guys, so I can't wait to get into it, so let's get started. So for today's episode, since I missed last week's episode, I'm kind of just going to be like recapping everything that I noticed from the last two weeks, recapping some series, since now we have our finals matchup. And we're just going to just talk about a bunch of different things. Maybe some of this news probably like might have happened like a week ago, but I just kind of want to recap everything because maybe you guys don't know about it. So first up, we got the 76ers blow it. And I was definitely wrong with my pick of the 76ers versus Hawks. I thought the 76ers were going to win, which I think a lot of people did because they are the number one seed. But they really did blew it losing in seven games. And it was pretty embarrassing after they blew big leads in two straight games. They blew a 26-point lead and an 18-point lead in one whole series, which is pretty bad. So Ben Simmons has been getting a has been in the conversation a lot about how bad he was in this series specifically. So should Simmons get traded? Yes, 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 and yes. Um, he finished with the worst free throw shooting percentage in NBA playoffs history at 34%. This is the same NBA that had the likes of Shaq included in them, and he still did worse than him. So the Hackabun strategy, just like Hackashack, definitely worked out for the Hawks. And he just kind of like gets in the way of Embiid. Like they're both trying to be in the pain, and they're both like clogging the same area. It just doesn't, I just don't think the dynamic like really works. Um, Daryl Morey claims that Simmons is going to stay, and I wouldn't doubt if he does stay. Doc Rivers has always defended him all season long, even if he was bad. He still started Ben Simmons every game, even when he was bad. So I think just Ben Simmons should just go somewhere where he can fit better as more of like a big, like I don't really, he has like the dribbling skill of a point guard, but I see him as being more of like a four. And honestly, I think the best strategy is to maybe keep him for the year to increase his trade value and then trade him later on down the road, maybe in the middle of the season. And by the way, they could have traded Ben Simmons. They probably could have. Maybe they could have traded Ben Simmons to get uh, James Harden this season, who was great for the Nets. And But instead, they let James Harden go and they let him go to the Nets, which definitely could be biting them in the butt later on and they, it did really this season because it didn't work out obviously do we know that do we know for 100 percent sure that James Harden would have gone to the 76ers if they offered Ben Simmons no but it is a good assumption that it could have happened but instead the Sixers got to keep Ben Simmons and his awful free throw shooting so I think maybe the best strategy is to keep him for the year or at least half the year and to increase his trade value and then trade him later on hopefully he can work his way back up and or maybe he'll be great for the 76ers this season and they won't want to trade him. We'll just have to wait and see where the 76ers will go with it. I highly doubt that they're going to trade him, though, at least until, like, after next season. Next up, the Suns burn the Clippers. So the Suns are officially going to the finals, which is their first time since the 1990s when they went with Charles Barkley. And they won the series 4-2, and Chris Paul balled out in Game 2 with 41 points and 8 assists to finally make his first ever NBA Finals. After 16 long years, this man has been deal has had the worst payoff look ever like this guy just like couldn't catch a break and he finally got to make it to the finals so congratulations to him and deandre aiden has also been proving these playoffs why he was the number one pick in 2018 oh my gosh i just want to talk about that game two um last second shot with it so there's about zero so this could go in like my crazy endings um series that i used to do 
There was 0.9 seconds left on the clock, and it didn't look like anything was going to happen, except basically the only thing you could really do was to just lob it up and hope for the best. So Jay Crowder, like, perfectly lobbed the ball up to DeAndre Aiden for him to be able to dunk it, and they ended up winning that game after about 30 minutes of waiting around to see what was going to happen. That's also, like, so frustrating is the whole reviewing process, which is just so frustrating, like, sit- like to me sitting at home, um, watching them review a play for about 20 minutes and then they also had to make sure that everybody had to be on the floor who sh- was supposed to be it was a whole thing but the Suns did end up winning game two and they ended up winning the series after they went th- up 3-1 the funniest thing was when um, Chris Paul was asked about like having a 3-1 lead and he's like I don't want to talk about it like I've had bad experiences with it because he's blown 3-1 leads as a clipper so I thought that was very interesting <laughs> And on the Clippers side of it, Kawhi Leonard um, was hurt for the whole series and didn't end up playing. So, like, and Kawhi has, like, an option coming up where he can decide what he really wants to do with the Clippers, if he wants to stay, if he wants to go. So, what should Kawhi, like, really do next? Um, Probably he will stay with the Clippers, and I don't think he's going to quit after two years. And the team definitely showed that they can help carry the load. And Paul George can be good, can be a good co-star to help them win a title. He did very well in those playoffs to hold the load. And it was pretty impressive that they got past the Utah Jazz even when Kawhi was hurt, winning the last two games and beating the number one team in all of the NBA with the best record. So I definitely don't believe that Kawhi is going to leave at all. I think that's what most people are assuming he's going to be a Clipper. And obviously, if they believed that he would leave, like, you would hear, like, teams were trying to get him. But I highly doubt that he's going to leave. Also, Patrick Beverly was suspended one game after pushing Chris Paul in the back in Game 7, which will obviously not count for this season. It'll count for next season for the first, like, available. So if it's the first game of the season and he's able to play, he will not be allowed to play because of his suspension. It was, like, awful watching him, like, push Chris Paul right in the back. Like, it was just, like, dirty, and it just, like, wasn't, like, the right move. Like, he apologized for it after on Twitter, which I thought was very nice. But, honestly, the Suns just broke the Clippers down. And, like, we've been talking about, most people have been talking about all playoffs long how resilient the Clippers were and how they kept coming back. But, honestly, watching Game 6, they really just, like, broke the Clippers down, and they just couldn't do anything. They were just kind of helpless. And um, the Suns definitely did a great job cleaning cleaning everything up and ended up winning the series. And I'm very excited for them because I think the Suns definitely have a... I I thought, like, before the playoffs started, they had a very, very good shot of making it all the way. And now they have a chance to prove it going to the finals. So the Bucks finally get the job done. After all of these years with Giannis since 2014, they finally, finally, finally make it to the finals. And the Bucks won 4-2, even without Giannis, in Game 5 or 6. And Trey played in Game 6, which I was so surprised about because I did not think he was going to come back, especially after being 3-2. And I thought, I was like, oh my gosh, like if it's Trey playing against the Bucks, I thought he was going to score like 40 points. It was going to be like a blowout. Like, it was like Hawks was going to... Like, Trey Young was going to blow it out the water, but it really didn't go that way. Trey Young only scored about 14 points. Obviously, he was probably still injured, so maybe it wasn't the right move, but they still lost anyway. Drew Holiday and Middleton finally both played really, really well during the same game, scoring 27 and 32 points each, respectively. And Giannis will finally get to play in his first finals. He seemed very excited. And I think this might save Budenholder's job just for a little bit longer. I thought, like, I didn't know if the Bucks were going to make the finals, especially after going down 0-2 with the Nets. And I was like, oh, there goes 
there goes Mr. Budenholzer's job. He's going to be gone the next season. But maybe he'll get to stay around for a little while since he does have a really good playoff. They were showing a stat on TV about, like, apparently he does have a really good playoff track record, which I was very surprised about. He also he was also the Hawks coach as well, which so that was interesting. It was kind of like he was playing against his old team where he won coach of the year with the Hawks. The Hawks' run from this season was remarkable. After starting the season 14 and 20, they got their interim head coach, who should be the official head coach by now, Nate McMillan, and they did not look back. They were only two games away from the finals, and maybe if Trey didn't get hurt, things could have been, like, a lot different. People always say, like, there's always an asterisk, and that was, like, a big talk um, during, but I'll get back to this, but there's a lot of talk on Twitter about, like, having asterisks next to, like, championships. So, like, when the Lakers won last season, they won in the bubble. Um, The Heat making the finals, like, they were, like, things were in the bubble, or, like, when this one team, like, when the Warriors made it to the finals, like, they played against... They beat the Houston Rockets when Chris Paul was hurt. The Toronto one with Kevin Durant hurt. So, like, is it fair to always say that? I honestly don't believe that championships should have asterisks because that's just the name of the game. It's just not being hurt at the... It's just not having players hurt at the right time and just being healthy. And a lot of it comes down to who who has the healthier players and who's ready to go fall out and win this game. And a lot of it does come down to health. And a lot of teams dealt with it this year. Even the Bucks dealt with it. Giannis was gone, and they still ended up winning. But they did win against a hurt Trey Young. And people were talking about how the Suns um, played against the Lakers were hurt, and then the Clippers had um, somebody hurt, and then the Nuggets had somebody hurt. So like, is it fair to say that they're like the Suns like have an asterisk next to it because they defeated hurt teams? No, I don't really believe that. I think that's just the name of the game is just not getting hurt and playing your best. And if you have those two things going, you have a very good chance of winning. <laughs> so I don't believe there should be asterisk. Okay, I don't believe there should be asterisks. I think that's how you say it. Next to championships or certain wins. Now back to the Hawks. The Hawks have been like one of the best storylines from this season, defying like all the odds. And Trey has definitely cemented himself as the next superstar and villain of the league. Honestly, I think the Hawks should try to keep as many pieces from their core as possible. Maybe one addition I would add would be someone like Lou Williams with the experience, but more on the scoring front, like how the Suns have Chris Paul who has a lot of experience, and he was a great facilitator for the team. So I feel like someone like Wu Williams with the experience, but that can actually help more with scoring, would be great for the team. Next up, we got the draft lottery. So for the draft lottery, the Pistons got the first pick and will most likely take Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State. And I will say now that I am not very knowledgeable in the college basketball department. I did watch the March Madness, and I like to watch the Women's March Madness, but that's really my extent of college basketball. I'm really, as you guys know, obviously I have an NBA show. I'm very into the NBA, and that's more what I focus on. But back to the draft lottery. The next um, four picks were the Rockets, Cavaliers, Raptors, and Magic. And for my extent of college knowledge, I remember Jalen Suggs from the national championship who he plays for Gonzaga, and he seemed like a very good player. So whoever gets him, definitely good good job because he's a very good player. Next up, we got this coaching sweepstakes is dwindling down just a tad. The Celtics got M.A. Udoka. The Pacers got Rick Carlisle. So that's a partnership coming back together again since Rick Carlisle was a previous coach for the Pacers. The Mavericks get Jason Kidd, another reunion. And the Blazers get Chauncey Phillips. So to talk about the Blazers pick a little bit, to go more into detail about that. I'm very sad about Becky Hammond since she was in the finals and became the first woman 
to for a head coaching job to make it to like the final interviews. But I don't feel like um, teams should get brownie points as for per se for having her in the conversation when she does have more experience than Chauncey Billis does. Assistant coaching for seven years under Greg Popovich. She was a former player. She won the summer league with the Spurs. And I definitely think just I don't think it's because she's a girl. She should be counted out. And when somebody has more coaching experience, you should take that and think that's more important. Sometimes there's probably a lot that I know there's a lot that always goes into these decisions. Like maybe in Damian Lillard, probably maybe like Chauncey Billups better than Becky Hammond per per se. I have no idea, but I definitely think Becky Hammond deserves to be up there with all those coaches and deserves a head coaching job. And I know a female will get a head coaching job soon. I could just feel it. But I was very disappointed with this Blazers selection, knowing that Becky Hammond has more experience and should really be a head coach in the NBA. Hopefully she can still get the Magic job. We'll have to wait and see. Next up, we've got Team USA. So we have some of the big names from Team USA that will be playing. We've got Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, and Jason Tatum, go Celtics. So names that are not coming that are big on the list are LeBron and Steph. So there's been a lot of talk about LeBron James since he does have his movie coming out, Space Jam coming out this month. And there's been talk about, like, does should LeBron James, like, have to play in the Olympics? Like, do we need him? Like, is it necessary? Like, should he feel compelled to? My answer is no. If we want to see him play as long as possible in the NBA, he shouldn't be forced to play in the Olympics. And we also have enough big names to beat any country we want. So I don't honestly think it's very necessary for him to play in the Olympics when we have players like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Maybe if we didn't have as many big name players, I would say, come on, LeBron, let's go. But LeBron has done his duty for Team USA, winning several gold medals. So honestly, eh. Good for him. Let him take the break, and we'll take Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, and Devin Booker and go win ourselves. Next up, we got Alex Caruso was arrested for trying to fly with weed. I was very confused on Twitter when I saw Alex Caruso was trending because obviously the Lakers aren't in the playoffs right now. And I was like, what's going on? And then I saw Alex Caruso was arrested for trying to fly with weed. And I was so confused. I saw a lot of different memes, I saw his mugshot. Very interesting. Nothing much to really get into that. We're going to go on to the next story. For our next story, we got a funny story, actually. Tory Craig will be an NBA champion no matter what. You might be confused why. It's because he started on the Bucks this season, is now in the Suns, and he qualifies for a ring no matter what. This actually has happened before. Pretty sure it happened last season, too, with the Heat and the Lakers with trades. So this guy will be an NBA champion no matter what, and they will have to give him a ring and be a, because he I guess he qualifies for enough time on the team or enough he's played enough games to qualify to get either. So that's really interesting. Next up, we got Marv Albert has officially now called his last game, which is super duper sad after 55 years of an amazing career, and we're all gonna miss the yes man a lot. <laughs> Also, I'm also going to miss watching the Inside the NBA and Shaq and a Fool until next year. So we'll have to wait for all our favorite shows until next season. Hey guys, I wanted to let you guys know about a new show series I started on my podcast called Girl Boss, where I interview cool women in sports. There's already a new episode out now where I interview Kavya from Woman on the Mic with her cool podcast. So right after you listen to this episode, go check out Girl Boss. Now we're going to get back into the episode. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the And One Podcast. Make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. That would be greatly appreciated. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please rate our podcast five stars and review it so more people can listen just like you. And check out our Instagram, at And One Podcast, ending with an S. And now we have a TikTok. Check out our TikTok, at And One Podcast, ending with an S as well. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye!